Well, I'm not going to roar. <laughs> not quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Let's see. You know what? I had some notes here. And I usually, I, the Lord's been teaching me to not use notes. But um, I'm going <laughs> to. So for the. So for the most part, I'm not going to use notes, but there was a couple things that I just didn't want to forget. And uh, yesterday, who, who all was here yesterday morning for the 20-minute uh, tongue session? Okay, that was, that was awesome. I saw, I saw angel wings, like right, like if the angel was here... Because I was sitting there, the angel, the angel was here, but I didn't see him or her. I saw, I saw the wings, and they were uh, like they kind of came out like this, and they were. It just kind of it didn't startle me, but I was just like, oh wow, um, uh, chainmail wings. Like it, it wasn't like fluttery butterfly things or anything. It was. They were like chainmail, and I was like, "Oh, you know." And then I saw over here the other, the other wing, and then I was like, "Okay." And I looked. I guess I shouldn't have looked because then they kind of like drew back, and I was like, "Ah, I missed it. Like I gotta speak in tongues more." And I was like, "Ah, I think I spent about five minutes trying to get him to come back, and he didn't." And I was like, "Okay, well," but um, he was doing something, and I, I just kept pondering on that for for a while, he was doing something warring on our behalf. It was agreeing with our tongues. So I just wanted to encourage you that, like, you know, speaking in tongues is not a, like, a, you know, just kind of a flippant thing that you do when you have an extra minute or so. Uh, like, you're agreeing, you're agreeing with the Lord, your mind doesn't know it. It it's like it slips past your head because you can't figure it out, and and your angels are able to work on your behalf on the things that you can't put into. I you know years ago I would get frustrated because I'd see things. I would I would see things in the spirit and I I I just couldn't t tell you what I saw. I was like I. God's good. Like that, that's all I can tell you. I don't know what it was that I saw, but all I can say is God's good. And I would get so upset because I, I didn't have words for it. And I was going to a Baptist church when I got saved. So, like, I was the most spiritual thing that they, that they saw, you know. <laughs> I, I had longer hair. And and I look I look like Jesus. This is so funny. I wasn't gonna go here, but and so like when I got baptized, I was I was in my mid twenties, early twenties, and uh, the, the way that the church was set up, they had they had like this wall here, and there was a big open space where the baptismal was, and then the, another wall here, and uh, it was in the front, so the whole church is watching, and uh, and they go, okay, now we have Lynn Coast. You know, coming into, and the glory of the Lord, like I was, I was standing there, and, and the Lord's like, okay, we're going to go. And they put, you know, they put this, you know, big white robe on you, and the glory of the Lord went, like, I could just feel him. And, and, and of course, I had to take my glasses off, so I can't see anything, but I, I come down, you know, and then, and I knew when I passed this wall, because the whole church went, <gasps> Like I looked like Jesus, and the glory of the Lord just was on me, and and they're they're like waiting for the you know because it's a Baptist church. It's like okay, the second coming is here. You know, <laughs> it was like no, no, it's just me. So, anyways, <laughs> but things like that were ha it. It was so funny. The Baptist church, like the Lord was using me at the time to bring together two two groups that were on opposite ends. Really, there was the Baptist church, which is all prim and proper, and then there's me who was wearing like high, high, like these high boots and long hair and paisley and turtlenecks and all kinds of weird stuff, and and I brought my friends to watch me get baptized, and they had pink hair and purple hair and chains and. 
piercings and tattoos and leather, and they're like, okay, this is this is and no, this is like, this is this is the oddest, most fun thing. So, so yeah, I want to tell you about that angel, and then, um, he, you know, we all have. I, I believe that was my angel, and he was just letting me see. Like, he's warring on my behalf. He's agreeing for things with me. And I think you all have more than just a couple angels. You have them assigned to you. And, and they're just waiting on you to agree with the Lord. Okay? Yeah. Oh, so we're going to get there. Okay. So, this, no, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to get there. Let me see. Okay, so there was two... Two things that I heard um, before the first session, and and the one is faith without works is dead. Okay, I'm just gonna get these couple of notes, and then I'll get into whatever I'm getting into. But faith without works is dead. I think I'll get into that a little bit later. But works also without faith is dead. So you've got you've got like, oh, do you have do you have a, a sickness? Can you know? Well, the Lord will heal you. You know that's that's kind of faith without works. I have the ability to come up and put my hand on you and pray for you, and and see a healing. You know, but if I don't if I don't do that, that's faith because I have the faith for you to be healed, but I don't put the work towards it, right? Then let's just look at the Tower of Babel because that's works without faith. That's, that's people that, that go along and they, and they say, I, I'm going to do this for the Lord, I'm going to do this for the Lord, and I've got, you know, I've got five ministries that I've built over in this and, and I've evangelized to 300 people, and, and I'm going to go do a, 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 this and this and this. And the Lord said, yeah, I just wanted you to agree with me over here, at the, the five cities and the, and the big tower and everything else. I didn't call you to do that. You're just building your own kingdom, okay? We want to agree with the Lord. That's what, that's what I'm going to be basically talking about. It might not come out in that form, but that's we, we want to agree with the Lord because that, I mean, that's, the, that's what he's about, you know? He's about communication. He's a relational God. Um, I, have this, I have this friend that is an atheist, and uh, he, he just needs the Lord. <laughs> he really does. But he's, in, no, he doesn't have, he's, he's got short hair, he's not. Uh, but he... Um, you know, his, his parents uh, just beat the Bible into him, but without relationship, right? See, and like he was telling, he was kind of telling me about his parents one day, you know, just how they're, you know, like they're elders in the church, and they do this, and they do that, and they like demand him to do this. And I was like, yes, but what you need to know is God's relational. He wants to know who you are. Those other things... They could be nice or they might not be nice. I don't know. But God wants to know who you are. He already does, but he wants you to talk with him. He wants to, he wants to hear what's on your heart, and he wants to tell you what's on his heart, and he wants to have a communication with you so you can agree with him. And he can begin to put you into the places and into the situations that you need to be so that you can bring his kingdom to earth. But that's a whole that's a whole bunch of work that we gotta work through, you know? So so here we go. The other thing that I heard was uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a little differently, is that there's there's ministries, and I'm going to say like personal, but also just like big names and everything, where compromise has come in. And um, 
you know, inclusion is, is not love. It's, it's, it's not love. Love is love, you know? Sometimes love takes the form of no compromise. There's, I think there's, there's a, there is not just one point, but there's many points in our lives, in ministries, whatever you want to say, where you can compromise because, you know what, I, like I'm a musician, I'm a bass player, you know, and the Lord's revealing a little bit more to me about who I am. And now I can, I can come up, Becca, I can come up and push Becca out of the way because I'm the, I'm the musician. God told me I'm a musician, so I just can't kick her off to the side. And that's not God, is it? No, okay. But, I mean, I know God told me what he told me, so I can, I can come over here and, and make myself available. And the response of those in charge can respond to me in in God's way or not in God's way, and that's on them, not on me. My response to who I am told that I am is between me and the Lord and between me and whoever I come in contact with. See, there's, there's the righteousness and justice, which are the foundations of the throne, right? Okay. Well, I just went in a completely new direction, but but here's the thing. See, now I can instead I can I can sit and do nothing or I can sit and and play my bass at, because he said I'm a bass player and I fought him for a couple years on like no, I really like singing and 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 playing guitar. Guitar's a lot, you know, got to have five, six guitars, and I've got one bass. So I'm obviously a guitar player. No, you're a bass player. No, no, really, look, I'm a guitar player. Look at this. I know all the chords and everything. Nope, you're a bass player. No, look. God, look, right here. So this one day I'm in this music store, and I'm arguing with God. God, I, look, here, I pick up this acoustic bass, and I sit down, and I play this thing that, like, I've never heard anybody. It's like, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm a bass player. I just put that right back up there, and I'll stop arguing with you. So, and it, yeah, and then I went, I was like, I'm going to get that, I think there's something on that acoustic bass. And, and it, like, it sold. And I was like, oh. Uh, I don't think it was the bass. I think it was the anointing. You know, the Lord was just showing me something. He could do whatever he wants to through you if you just take him at his word. Does that make sense? Okay. But there's, there's places where I can compromise. I can say, no, you know what? I want, you know, I want to, I want to have an album. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to compromise and compromise. And um, maybe the Lord's telling me to do uh, something that's more like Keith Green. And, you know. And but I, I compromise and compromise and it sounds like, you know, the, the the top forty instead. You know? The thing is, what has he called you to? Refine it. Get down like because there's uh, I'm going back over the things that he's told me and I'm making sure that I'm in step with it that I haven't added things to it and I haven't taken things out of it, that I haven't just gone off off the deep end away from it. There's things that he's told me about myself that I'm getting back to. And I think that there are there's there's ministries, big name ministries, there's no name ministries. Most I think have compromised somewhere because they want more people or more influence or just, you know, better looking car or, you know, like 
there's, there's different reasons that compromise comes and knocks on your door. Okay? And it looks different for each of us, so I'm not going to come and say, you know, yours is you know, this and yours is that. You know what it looks like when it comes. You take, just take every thought captive, give it to the Lord and say, is this part of what you're saying or not? You know, I had a friend that was a homosexual. He's with the Lord now. I didn't compromise. He was already saved when when I met him, but but he had lived that lifestyle for for years and uh, uh, paid paid the price for it. But he wouldn't compromise either. You know, he got tempted. He got tempted again and again. But I I wouldn't compromise and say, oh, you know give them a kiss or anything like that. There's certain things where I knew this is this is who he is, the, who the Lord says he is, and this is how I'll treat him. Does that make sense? And I don't need to compromise. See, I could have, but that would make, that would make a, that could cause him to fall. That could cause me a bunch of damage that would that could cause a lot of people a lot of damage just from compromise and it's compromise is not love love doesn't compromise i'm getting all my notes in hey that's all my notes okay so now we're off the cuff so look here's here's the thing i want to i want to show you guys i think you all pretty much already know this but you know I've got like 45 minutes to go so you got to listen. So here's here's what happens. Let's let's I'm going to I'm going to take you along a, a an idea that the Lord had placed in me right before I got saved and I followed it and it's kind of helped me come to know the Lord. But I've built on it over the years with the Lord and it, and it's going to make sense as soon as I stop talking about that. Let's, let's get a pencil or a pen. There we go. Thank you. Okay, so let's just pretend. I'm going to put this here for now because I, I heard Timothy talking the first night, first night, first night about galaxies. And, you know, as far to the east and the west, is, is length, right? And we'll say this way to this way is, is width. And bottom to top is your height. And just hundreds of billions of light years in each of those directions is our universe, okay? Now, if you take one sliver, tiniest sliver of time, and you make that a point on a line, Okay, that's like an infinitesimal small point in time of the universe. Okay, now we're going to use this. Here's the beginning of time where God said, let there be light. And we're just going to draw a line as, as long as you want it. Okay, you're going to have to use your imagination if I, if I mess up this, please forgive me. But all the way till whenever the end of time, if there is an end of time, I haven't seen, so I'm not going to tell you there is. But we're going to pretend that this is the beginning of time and, and this is just the end somewhere. I don't believe that there is, but, but there could be. Now, here's what we're, we're going to pretend. This is all of time and space, okay? And this room is eternity, okay? okay. 
I heard someone recently say that there's no time or space in, in eternity. Yeah, there is. There's, God made it, and it's placed inside this room. We're just going to pretend. Okay? God holds time and space all in his hand. Okay? I'm just going to take the position of God here for a minute. Okay? Now, now here's the neat thing. We have a space created before, before this, before this was made. God said, I'm going to make a space over here for Lynn. It's going to be his throne. And, and, and eternity is a lot bigger than this room, okay, in, in, in perspective with time and space, the little pen over there. So you've got a space. You've got a space. You have a space. We all have thrones. We all have a spot in eternity that God is for us before this came along. Okay? Now, uh, this is neat because, like, you can look at it and say, okay, Jesus Christ, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Or you could say, God, God is looking over the, the eyes of the Lord, search to and fro throughout the earth. Like he is, you can take a lot of scriptures and just look at it like this. And it, it's really neat how it, it kind of opens up. This is, this is kind of how I got saved. Because I was thinking about, okay, you've got, you've got the three dimensions. And then if you put it like a film strip. You, you've got time boom, 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 happening, right? And, and I was talking with this, this other friend when neither of us were saved, and I said, this is neat because, you know, God could just go, hey, I want to talk with you like that. And he said, well, if God did that, I would run the other way. I said, oh, you know what? If he really wanted to, he could just go like this. I want to talk with you. Like, <laughs> he can surround you. Like, I, I really feel that's kind of what, what it was with the Lord, because remember, he's God's right hand. I'm going to be born here. I'm going to live here. This has been 33 years. Now I'm going to the cross. Now I pick up my spirit. And I, you can't, you can't take it. I've got control of it. Like it, it's really neat. It, it, this this whole thing, you know. And the Lord, the Lord showed up and and got me saved in about a two week period after after I was like thinking along these lines. But now here's the thing. So I'm gonna just say my throne is over here somewhere, and and here's here's time and space. We'll just stick it here on the eternal iPad. There we go. Okay. My iPad is bigger than the cosmos. There we go. Okay. So now what we run into problems with is, you know, this could just this can represent your your lifespan if you want it if you want to look at it like that. There's there's lots of timelines that you could I, I like to use this as all of time and space because it's really so small in comparison with, and, and the thing is we get caught up in like, oh, my goodness, so-and-so unfriended me on Facebook. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a nasty and unfriend them back, you know. It was like, okay, can we get out of that stuff? And like really, the, the neat thing is that Everything in eternity points to Jesus. Everything, everything in eternity is a testimony of Jesus. You know, like there's the, when we get out of this, we see maybe the Lion of Judah, who's, I don't know, over here. We, we might see the great cloud of witnesses who surround us 
we might see, I don't know, there, there's, there's eternity, you know? There's, it's, it's, it's very big, so there's a lot that we, <laughs> there's a lot that we can see, and it's, and it's, I hope I'm, I hope I'm making sense to you here. I know if I get a little too deep, everybody's like, deep meter, <laughs> like their eyes start getting glossy, and they, they go to the bathroom or something, but, <laughs> um, the important thing is that we realize that this is not, this is just kind of where we're at. This is not our home, though. Like, this is our space. So getting out here, see, I can get out here and I can look, but I can't direct as of yet, like, what I see or where, you know. I'd like to jump out of time and space and go back and look specifically at the garden or specifically at the cross or specifically 20 years down the road, you know? But I, I can't do that, and that's okay. Like, if, if he teaches me or, or enables me or just kind of shows me something, then that's what I get. And I, and that's I, I love it because I can I can I can look at someone and and see like an orange, and I know that that's God's speaking to me about love, and that He's coming to give them a kiss. And I have a reason for that. Yeah, sun kissed. Or I can see I can see things like the the angel wings, you know. I I wasn't trying to, but I know I entered in. I saw something just briefly, and then I was back out. See, we all have that ability, and I wanna I wanna be able to just walk with you there. Real real quick in a in a few minutes, we'll all go out of here and we'll take a peek out here somewhere not here out there but you see the the thing is there's a two-edged sword you've heard of that this is my interpretation on it God says yes like yes you are saved Well, now it's my choice whether I agree with him or not. And if I do, then I say amen. Yes and amen. The devil can't touch that. Like if, I'm, if I really have it, if I have that revelation and I agree with that revelation, there's nothing both sides. He said yes. I said amen. doesn't matter. It's It's done. The, the law that, that Timothy was talking about, how the, the old law isn't passed away, yeah, it's in eternity. It's part of eternity. But, see, we're going to, we're, we're entered into the new covenant, which Jesus fulfilled the law, right? So if I'm in Jesus... The law is fulfilled in me. So now I am in a higher law, right? Unless I make myself subject to the old law again. I, I have this I have this idea that the that the new what we call the new covenant was actually the original covenant, that we were covered in glory in the garden. And uh you know, you know Jesus' prayer? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know that prayer the whole, the whole way through? Now, listen to this. At the, at the end, he says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Right? 
Amen. Okay. Now, he restored it in the opposite direction. At the cross, we got our glory back. It's provided. Pentecost is when the power came. Right? And the kingdom is way down, if we're doing our timeline, way down here, the end of the book of Revelation. When the, when the kingdom descends, the new Jerusalem descends out of heaven onto the earth. See, the kingdom is a done deal. It's already, it's, it was established and it's, it's part of eternity. It doesn't need building. We, we think we need to build it, but it's already done. What we're doing is we're building the church. Jesus says, with the revelation, I am building my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now, here's, here's a neat thing. I completely agree with what Timothy said about, about Revelation. He said that, and, and I was like nudging my mom. I'm like, he's quoting my book that I haven't written yet. Ugh. You see, yeah, he's, he's talking about Revelation. He's not talking about Peter being the cornerstone of the church. And he's, he's not even talking about that he's the Christ, the son of the living God. That was Peter's revelation. That, for Peter, couldn't be taken away from him. The gates of hell couldn't overcome Peter on that revelation. But we all have revelation that testifies of who God is that exists out here in eternity. And he's building his church on earth as it is out here. See, he wants to put all of this into here. And there's a lot of this. Okay? We ain't going to see an end of that. So, my mind is now drawing a blank. That's good. I'm, I'm empty-headed now. Let's, let's, let's take a pause for coffee. Dutch Brothers, this is good. Mm. Okay. Why did he why did he restore the glory and then the power and then the kingdom? Like why is it in that order? Here's here's what I believe. The glories are covering. And we as we were talking about last night or mom was talking about the glory is is coming. It's going to be restored to the church soon. I think it's a greater glory. I think it is a I think it's a glory that remains and not just kind of pops in and out or stays for 50 years. Like I think it's a glory that remains, but like Timothy said there's conditions. We can't like get the glory and then go back and do our own thing or market it. Okay. We gotta. We have we have conditions, so the glory remains. It's it's our opportunity to have the glory remain, or stay for a little while, or boop in and out. Who wants the glory to remain? See now, here's here's the important thing. When the glory remains, then the power comes. Have you ever seen? I used to have this. I used to have this uh, recording studio that I bought from a guy who had NASA equipment. 
So it was like it was the old '60s NASA reel-to-reel thing that looked like a casket made out of metal, with, with, uh, and it, I listened to it. Yeah, it was. Was it a boop? Maybe two hours later, boop. Like it, it was just they they recorded. I don't know lots of silence for the most part, but um, but I got these tapes and I got the these big recorder things. And, and all these little plugs, and I'm like, I'm going to record a record. See, I was, this is before I was saved. I'm going to record a record. And so I have all these little transistors, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I stick them all together in this fashion, you know, I'll probably get a really neat sound. <laughs> right? I mean, literally, I was stuck to the thing for like five seconds, and I let go. In our spiritual example, I was not grounded. I did not have the glory the glory is there so we don't kill ourselves or the rest of the world with the power. So if we have a glory that remains, then we have power. You see, when Jesus and the sons of thunder are walking along, he goes, you don't know what spirit you're right? It's because they had the power and they're like, they, they, did, they kicked us out. Let's zap them. And, and by the way, those guys kind of, they have buck teeth. Let's kill them too. And why don't we, I don't like, they shunned my brother. Let's, let's zap them as well. That's not what the power's for. The glory is to cover us. If we got it remaining, we're, we're a lot safer to work with the power. And why is the power there? Let's go back here to the end of the book of Revelation. So the kingdom can become on earth as it is in heaven. Does that make sense? Okay. I like this. I like this coffee too. This is good. Dutch brothers. I'm not, I'm not drinking this for more revelation. <laughs> it just tastes good, so okay. Happy people make it? I did not. Well, I can see why. I feel happy. Okay. So the neat thing is, like, revelation, if it's, if it's real revelation, it's going to do one thing. You might have to do a little work with it. But it's going to point you to Jesus. If it points you to someone else, Something else, the prospect of money or more friends or something, that's not revelation. That's, that's a different revelation. It's a revelation of more friends or more money or something. Here, here, or what? Or, yeah, or me. Yeah, 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 we're in that, aren't we? So let, let me give you an example. Mom's heard this a bunch of times. Back in uh, 97, you know, I was kind of a new Christian for a, few, for a couple years and still going to the Baptist church, still, still freaking them out. And uh, like literally I was teaching them, they weren't teaching me. It was, <laughs> so I'm not sure why I was going to that church, but the Lord had me there and I guess that was good enough. But I was getting no training on what to do with uh, all this stuff that was happening. So anyways, so I hear the Lord talking to me, you know, and I would get really excited, like, oh, that's great. I love that. That's a good idea. I like that too. That's good. Oh, I, okay, I'll read in Joshua chapter 2. That's great, you know. Like whatever he said, I was just really, really thrilled. Well, this one day, my dad and I go see a movie. And after the end of the movie, we get out and we're walking, and the Lord says, this is the last time you're going to see your dad alive. And now, me being immature and untrained and everything, guess what my, my response was? Huh? No. I was like, God spoke to me. This is awesome. I, lo- I was like, and I, and I looked, and I was like, okay, you know, goodbye, dad. And uh, and 
I was just thrilled that God was speaking to me. Um, and within a week, my dad passed away. And from that point, this is 97, from that point forward, I would get tormented with, did your dad go to heaven? He, he's, you know, he's, he's not in heaven. He's, he's somewhere else. And I would just, this is, it wasn't a constant thing, but, you know, every so often, yep, you ain't going to see him again. Yep, gone for good. Yep, you know, just once every couple months or so. And I would have like a day where I was just kind of like depressed because I'm like, I missed my opportunity. You know, the Lord was telling me, you know, and I just had this like regret thing going on. So now later on, let's let's move down the timeline. Mom and, and Bob get married. Now I knew of Bob for about five years before before they got married. And then and then I knew Bob the person. And I knew his ups and I knew his downs. And I knew when he went into the spirit and and when he came out and, and I knew just health. His relationship with the Lord. Wow. I knew I, I heard it all. I saw it. Yeah, it might be the battery. We'll wait until I fuzz out. So, and then, and then he goes home to be with the Lord. And the thing is, now just before that, he he sent me to South Africa. I was I was scheduled to go, and he's he just said, you know, go. Don't worry about me. Basically, I'm I'm paraphrasing go to South Africa. So I'm in South Africa, and I'm playing bass, doom, 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 doom. being faithful with the Lord there on the ba- bass. And, and we, get the, we get the news that, that Bob had gone home to be with the Lord. And, of course, everybody at the conference, especially the leadership, we were just crying and crying. <laughs> we were just, you know, we miss him. We're, you know, we knew where he was. It wasn't wasn't a problem. So anyway, I mean, it was a problem, but it wasn't it wasn't a problem as far as we knew he was with the Lord. So I'm up on stage, hanging hanging back and playing my bass, and we're in this huge auditorium, and so it's like 50 foot up in the air and 150 foot back up in the rafters. I'm just crying and I'm trying to focus on the Lord. And there appears a throne just floating up there and and clothed in this nice long robe, white robe, is Bob. And you know how he you know how he looked? I'll do Bob real quick. He's sitting on his throne. He's just listening to me play the bass. He's Yep. You know, well he didn't say anything though, but I imagine he was thinking, yep. That's good. That, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but but he didn't say anything. He's just listening. And then he starts doing this. Looking at me. And like that. Uh, okay. Well, you know, if you get a couple nods like that, you know, you kind of look over in this direction. So over, not far. Identical throne. Identical white robe, no lesser, no greater. Another throne, another white robe is my dad. Now, isn't that neat? Now, 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 here's the thing. It's it's a great revelation that my dad is in heaven. And and see now, hell can come, Satan can come, anybody can come, and and say. You know, I've got him in the deepest part of hell, and you'll never get him. And then I'll say, you're a liar, because I have a revelation that you can't come against. It doesn't, it makes, the, 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 I, haven't, I haven't been opposed in that thought since that point. But see, that's not the, see, if it's just that my dad's in heaven, that's a nice revelation. But the thing is, let me explain. All of eternity testifies of Jesus. 
So it's not my dad did a great thing, so he's in heaven or, or anything like that. My dad made a commitment sometime in his life that I'm not aware of and probably long before I was born, he made some kind of a commitment with Jesus. Okay? And here's the thing. Jesus kept record. He took note, and he's faithful. See, that's the true revelation. It's not how many friends he had. It's not how much money he made or anything about that. Jesus kept his word. Jesus was faithful to keep his promise. Though I couldn't by, you know, intelligence or memory or anything, discern whether my father was in heaven. Jesus keeps his word. Whether, whether I make it public or private, the things that you do, he keeps a record of. Okay? And they're in eternity. As your testimony of him, not of you, of him, of him in you, and you in him. I did promise we're going to get out of here, uh, whoops, out of here, and we're going to go into here. I think you've already kind of been there a couple times as I've been talking, because your, your, your imagination it's not bad, it's a tool. God likes to use your imagination to give you things that you haven't thought of before or to speak to you about someone, about things that you don't know. I, I, was, I was giving a word to this, this uh, young lady a uh, good 15 years ago maybe. I saw her, I saw this, it looked like a pot like a cooking pot, but it was too short, and and it wasn't short enough to be like a, a pan. It was like an in-between pan pot thing, and I'm like, I don't like I don't understand. But like as I started describing it, the Lord told me. Now this is my imagination. I'm not a pots and pans kind of person. Now, I wash the pots and pans at the house, but see, the Lord was using my imagination of something that she was called to. She was, she was kind of like a, a bridge between the two. And the Lord was using her as an as a in-between kind of person. And it was, I mean, the word was right on. She was, she was exactly this, in, and I don't know in what way. She just said, you're right on, it's in-between. I'm, I'm an in-between kind of person. She, she, I don't know if she was in between churches or if she was, you know, a, a bridge between two, two people or what, but like she was an in-between person. The thing is, the Lord can use our imagination to speak to us about things that are out in eternity that we don't, like, hasn't happened yet. There's, there's things that the Lord has given me, I'm just kind of, Feel like I'm rambling here, but he's like I've heard things in the spirit that were that were not godly, you know, like song lyrics or whatever, or or it was an idea like a scientific idea, like oh if we add this and this we'll get. I didn't know what the two things being added together, but we'll get. I got the other side of the the equation, like we'll get a new abortion pill or we'll get a new like deadlier disease or something. And I, now here's my opportunity. Wow, that's really bad. Don't do anything with it. Or I say a quick prayer. God, it's your will. Let's just stop it right now that that idea never enters the minds of people. We can, we can block stuff like that. We have the ability to. It's my judgment comes to the house of the Lord first in lots of different forms. So that, yeah, that was what I was going to talk about a little bit is, is there's, there's glory 
that that greater glory is coming, right? But before the glory comes, there's something else that happens. We're going to pretend this is just a, a space and time in our life, not our complete life, just like maybe the next five months or something. God kind of takes one end of the string and the other end of the string, and he goes, greater glory is going to come at some point. So let's let go of all the things that aren't godly. You're still holding on. Let go. The shaking comes so that all of this that remains can remain, and all the stuff that isn't we can let go of. Like if you're experiencing some shaking right now, I'm guaranteeing that you are because I know what's coming, and it's called greater glory. There's little things right now. There, they seem like they're big, whether it's, you know, like your $60,000 in debt or so. like, yeah, it probably seems like you've got a big thing to deal with. God wants you to deal with it. Partner with God. Deal with it now because there is a glory that's coming, and, and we're going to call it judgment as well. Okay, judgment comes. That's what this shaking is, is a precursor, precursor to. Judgment's not a bad thing. You know how Jesus says, I'm coming and my reward's with me? The reward is judgment. He's judging a reward to you. Here you go. Here's the glory. Here's whatever, like I'm waiting to, you know, launch an international ministry or bring you your your husband or wife or whatever, like whatever it is, he's trying to shake stuff off right now so that when the judgment, like when there's a judgment time and when that time comes, you're going to fall on God's side of the judgment or not God's side of the judgment. Judgment's not a bad thing unless you're falling on not God's side, right? So, as the shaking's coming in whatever part of your life, just just go, okay, you know what? This I don't like the shaking, but I'd much rather just let go of it and agree with you. What are you saying? You know? It's, it's a lot, like for me, getting up here, I had a couple things. It's a lot easier for me to turn once I start moving like a car. It's a lot harder to turn your wheel when you're not moving. Get into whatever, you know what? Make a mistake. Oh, wait, okay. I wasn't supposed to let go of that. I was supposed to let go of this other thing. Can I have that other thing back? No, okay, I made a mistake. Whatever, let's just keep going for God. God can direct your path if you give him the wheel. Okay? This is fun. I'm just kind of like spouting out things and learning as I go. <laughs> so let's just enter that eternal realm, okay? This is the way that, that Bob taught me. I'm going to paraphrase. See, the thing is, we have an identity out here, you know? And, there, and it's more than just one thing. I'm more than just a bass player. And I'm more than just a father. And I'm more than just a husband and, and a speaker. And God has, you know, a billion things. And he can show you any part of it because he's God. I, I can only confirm what he's saying. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you you have to, you know, sell your home and, and move to Colorado or something, you know. I, I know better than to do that. That's not where my authority is expanded to. But here is the thing. We can, I, we can leave that little stick of time and enter into eternity and he, the thing is, he reveals himself to us when we leave here, when we get out of our box, 
so to speak. And the neat thing is, when we, when we see him, we become like him because we see him as he is, right? And at that point, we have the ability to agree with him or not, okay? This is neat because, see, he's building his church here on earth. See, now, Mom, for, for a couple of years, told me that my dad was in heaven, and I couldn't receive it. She kept, she kept tossing that seed in there. Your dad, you know, every so often, remember, your dad is in heaven. He sh you know, God showed me that. And I'd say, yeah, that's, I, you know, I just, thank you. But I can't receive that yet. You know, it doesn't, it's, yeah, it's not revelation to me. It was, she kept tossing the seed, and it kept bouncing off me. And, uh, but the neat thing is, see, we're just going to look at this as like that wall over there. See how it's like bricks and there's mortar, right? That love is like the mortar. But, but the thing is, I'm not going to run all the way over there. Like each brick is like, one brick is my testimony. And, and your brick is like right next to mine. And mom's brick is right above mine or below mine or somewhere else. Like, everybody's got a brick. That's a testimony. Just like the temple was built, lots of different stones, right? And the thing is, mom's testimony is in my brick. See, she, she had that revelation, and she kept tossing it, tossing it. See, because God is relational. Remember I said that 40 minutes ago? God is relational. Our relationship with him is part of our testimony. Our relationship with others, like I got a revelation and I, and I say, okay, you know, I see that lady as a pot and a pan and it's uh, somewhere in between. That's my testimony in her out here in eternity. Somewhere in eternity, later on, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to see that testimony in her. And she has that testimony in her uh, that, that's also in my brick, if that makes sense. The more you agree with God on what... You know, agreeing with God is like I saw, I saw somebody in a wheelchair, and I and I really want to put my hand on them, but I thought I might catch something, so I just kept on walking. That's my shame testimony, because I should. If I feel the, I don't have to, but if I feel like the, uh, I really need to put my hand on them, but I'm afraid that something might happen, like that I don't understand. Or I'm afraid that nothing will happen. Like, just just be obedient. Find out what happens. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe he just needed somebody to put a hand on him so he felt better. Not so that he got up and did a jig. Maybe you just needed a friend, but you didn't know it until you put your hand on him. Like, it would be really nice if we just agreed with the Lord on the Faith. See, there we got faith, hope, and love. Those three remain, right? I'm just going to keep talking until something happens. Well, faith, remember, faith without love is dead. See, now hope, if you look in our eternal realm here again, Jesus is our hope, just like a blueprint for our lives. When we see that blueprint, we become like him. Because we see him as a, we don't see the whole thing. Oh, goodness, no. The Lord showed me something years ago. And I saw like just, it was like how many people I was going to touch. And I saw like just lots of people, right? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like that's a lot of people. It was like just this vision just opened up. I was like, oh, Lord, take this. Like if I can't handle this, and gone. And I was like, no, bring it back. Like really. <laughs> I, was, I didn't get a number on that. That was really neat. But 
there's a hope for us, okay? It's our hope of glory. Jesus Christ, our hope of glory. When we, when we leave here and we go into the eternal realm, he shows us all of eternity testifies of him. He's going to show you something. It might be a color. You might just feel wind on your ear. You might just feel peace in your heart. Like, I can't tell you what he's going to show you. He's God. I'm not. Okay? But he'll show you, he'll speak to you in some way. That's the hope. Faith is the substance. Here we go. We're back in the three-dimensional. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, so we see that hope. The faith, the faith is, if we're looking at a building, it's our bricks, our mortar, our windows, our roof, our wood, nails, hammers, saws, cement truck, everything. The, the workers that we need, it's the substance of the things hoped for. For the, build, for the building, the church, okay? Why is love the greatest? I asked the Lord this a few years ago, more than a few years ago. Why is love the greatest? Here's the thing. I'm just going to cut it as quick as I can. We've got a blueprint. We've got all this, we've got all this tools and, and, and equipment and, and building supplies, if, if I just came to you with a blueprint and I said, hey, I got, you know, I got a new house. You guys want to come over to the barbecue? And you're like, oh, yeah, where is it? Well, it's, um, it's right here on my blueprint. But I'm going to have hot dogs and uh, hamburgers. And if you bring the, you know, barbecue sauce, we'll, you know, we'll have a good time. But what if it rains? Well, my blueprint will get wet and um, you'll probably leave, you know, wet. But, you know, the barbecue will probably be over. Okay, no, I'm not going to come over. Like, call me when the house is done. Okay, so I call you up next week. Okay, I've got it now. Really? In a week? Yes, I do. I've got, I've got a pile of bricks over here, and I've got a cement truck on its way, and I've got, some, uh, I got a pile of lumber, um, you know, two tons, I think, and I've got a bunch of nails, and I've got some roofers waiting for for their turn and uh so you want to come over and do the the you know the barbecue uh no what if it rains well we'll have a bunch of uh wet construction workers that, that'll probably go home and the cement truck will probably turn around and go home and we'll probably call off the barbecue okay so here's here's the thing love is the greatest because Love is the works. See, like if I put the love is the greatest because if I put the roof down first, made sure it was nice and sturdy, stomped on it, and then I and then I got the electrical wire and I like laid it on top of my roof, and then I got the foundation, the cement truck to come over and pour on the roof, and like that's not love. That's not op that's not doing things according to the blueprint. I am, I'm going to say 99% or more sure that Bob saw a hundred or a thousand things about me, and he told me probably two, because the other 998 things wasn't my time to hear it. Does that make sense? I, w I would have loved to hear all of the things that he saw for me, but I, I know he didn't because it wasn't in God's timing. The foundation comes first. All the stuff that has to, you know, the electricity and the plumbing and everything, there's an order. All you have to do is come out of, come out of your little box, enter into the eternal, whatever you see, Whatever you hear, whatever you experience, he's giving you a revelation of who he is. 
follow it and find out who he is. The glory of God is to conceal a thing. It's concealed. Like just the just the fact that my dad's in heaven is nice, but that's not a that's not a that's not the end of the revelation. That just makes me feel good. The end of the revelation is that God keeps his promises even though I couldn't see it. Even though I had no idea and though it happened years before I, I ever was born, God kept a record of it and he holds his promises. That's a testimony of Jesus. Not that my dad's in heaven. So you get a revelation. Just because you see the color blue doesn't mean that you got a revelation. You follow it until he shows you himself. Amen? Amen. Thank you.